Good afternoon. Thanks for calling Hamby Insurance. This is Taylor. How may I help you? I speak to Aaron, please. May I ask who's calling? It's Joey Gingola. Can you spell your last name, please? Yes, yeah, G-I-A-N-G-O-L-A. All right, one moment, okay? Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, sir. Yes. Uh, what are uh, what are you needing to speak with Aaron about? I was just a fellow insurance agent, just giving her a call to uh, talk shop, if you will, I guess. Okay, well, no, okay. Thank you for holding. This is Aaron. Aaron, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, how are you? Good. How you doing? Good. I'm sorry. She said it was Kelly, and I was like, I don't know a Kelly. I was like, is it Joey? <laughs> This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Jordan Golan. Let's get into it. Yeah, I was like, there's no way. Like... I don't even know why anybody would even do it because you can't, it, it was something insane, like $80 per click. Yeah, well, and that's, just, it's, it's like I told the guy, like, I'm not going to pay 80 bucks per click because on a lot of these things, I'm not even going to make $80 commission. <laughs> I'm not even going to make $80 commission. The amount of insurance love I have for Aaron at this very moment or when she said that to me is astronomical because this is something that we don't ever really think about. It's just, hey, we sell insurance, we're gonna sell it to anybody, and we're just gonna sell whatever type of insurance we want, because we can, and so we will, and we do, and that's bad. And that's bad because we do things that are not economically stable. They cannot support themselves long-term. It's like, you know, we wanna lose weight, but we eat more calories than we burn off throughout the course of the day. That's unstable, That's un it won't sustain itself. You will get fat, right? Uh, in this case, it's the opposite. You will spend more money than you take in and you will go out of business. Now I might be a little worked up and, and I might be exaggerating a little bit, but I was just having this conversation with another agent the other day and this is so ingrained and tied to the decisions that we make, it's ridiculous. Before we make any decisions at all, if we're going to market something, if we're going to go after a type of business, we're going to sell a line of business to a certain particular set of people, we have to know if that line of business is profitable. It's very easy. And we can do it one of two ways. I mean, one, we can obviously make sure that you know whatever we sell is going to make us our $80 back. Or we can do what Aaron did here and take the initiative. Yeah, I went and Googled it myself and like I targeted the areas I wanted to target. I targeted the words I wanted to target and uh, it actually worked out pretty well. I think we've sold like five or six accounts from Google this month. So and I've only been doing it a month. That's Aaron telling you that she decided to roll up her sleeves and figure out the whole Google AdWords herself. She didn't need to pay $20,000 or $80 a click to have somebody do it for her, and she's already getting results from what she can tell. 
Now that's obviously a surefire way to make sure that we don't spend more money than we make. But the problem with that is that there are only so many things that we can roll up our sleeves and do ourselves before we exhaust the limits of our capabilities of just really not having any more time to, to learn and do more things. And we want to get things off our plate as opposed to bringing them on. But in this case, obviously, you know, Aaron had the the time, the ability, and it's it's definitely good to bring on a new thing every you know you know month, two months, whatever your time frame is. Like, hey, I'm going to do this thing for this amount of time. I'm going to learn this new skill. Fantastic, right? But we can't always rely on that. We need to be smart in what we're targeting. And when I mean be smart in what we're targeting, I'm going to go back to that conversation I had with the other agent. We were talking about farm insurance and how much they would expect to make on just a, you know, an average farm that's around them and thinking about their town. And it's like, I was like, well, so what's the premium of the policy? And the premium of the, of an annual farm policy, if you're going to write a a farm that is, you know, what they have around them would be around maybe five to $7,000 making about 15% commission for the year on that farm. Now I've got my calculator out here. If it's a $5,000 annual commission times 15%, that's $750 for the entire year of that farm that you're going to make money on. Okay. So that's one farm. So that means 750 times, let's say you get 20 of those. That's $15,000. I don't know. I've never written a farm policy, but my goodness, I have to imagine that you will go broke making that $15,000. The amount of time it would take you to write 20 farms at 750 bucks a pop for the year at 15 grand, which mind you, depending on your situation, and even if you're at the top of the heap, half of that's going to the agency anyway, so let's divide that number by two and we're at $7,500. It just doesn't work out. I just This is why I get depressed when I can't remember the episode that, that I was all freaked out about just our overall ability to you know, be compensated properly. $7,500 for 20 farms. I mean, the amount of time to, to get those, thing, those policies in place and service them, no way. If you break that down even further, that's $62.50 a month. If you're working 40 hours in that month, then that's $1.56 an hour that you're making on that policy. Sounds pretty terrible, doesn't it? So, I mean, these are the numbers that we have to start looking at. And then, so I was like, all right, well, and this all came about because I said, well, you know, they started mentioning some numbers of farms, of sizes of farms, in which I thought, well, maybe some decent money might be had here. And it's not all about the money, right? It's, we have to keep our doors open. We have to be aware of our time. And and this is where we're gonna get to in this episode is is creating efficiencies in, in place of that and to leverage that a little bit more. But let's just take a step back here for a second. And let's say we take that 5,000 number and up it to a $20,000 premium. Uh, for a farm policy. Now, insert premium and farm with whatever your numbers are, right? Whatever your premium is for your business, insert these here and work this backwards. And this is all gonna come back around to how we figure out who we're targeting and, and why, because these this is what we have to do before we decide to really invest either the money or more importantly, the time in attracting prospects around a certain line of business. We just think, well, if we have enough 
people to handle, then we're going to make money. Not the case because we might not just physically be able to make money on it because there's not the, the amount of money we're making for the amount of time involved to do it just cannot be profitable. But back to our example of $20,000 uh, of a farm. So again, if we're making 15% commission, that's $3,000 a year for a farm. Now we're getting a little better. So let's say, again, let's just even take our 20 uh, farm example. I don't know the, the time involved, you know, what the difference in time is for doing a $5,000 farm versus a 20. My guess is, is that it's probably negligible given the amount of, you know, profit margin difference. But if we're, if we're going to say it's, we've got our three grand a year policy times 20, that's $60,000 for 20, $20,000 premium farms, assuming you can land 20 of those larger accounts. This is just to show you how high your sites need to be set to hit some of these numbers. Again, let's just say the agency takes half. That's simple math. $30,000 coming to you or your agent for 20 farms. So you got to work those numbers backwards. Figure out what you want to make. Figure out what you don't want to make. Figure out who you're going to sell to get to that number. And that I get fired up about that because this is the conversation you have to have before you even consider going in any direction to marketing, whatever you're going to market, be it online, traditional, shaking hands, kissing babies out in the community. Can that type of business make money for you? And can you do it efficiently enough to where it works? Now, the key is is creating those efficiencies because if you can, you know, take the Amazon approach, sell more of something that's cheaper than anybody else, and you can do it better than anybody else, then you'll have a shot. And that's, I think maybe, you know, for us, if we're not going to be swinging for the bigger fish all the time, you know, bigger accounts, bigger premiums, then you have to find a way to do the smaller stuff faster and more efficient. And that's where all of this comes into play. I know. Well, here's the thing. We suck at follow-up, and I know we're not the only agency that does. You know, they say you got to reach out, you know, six to eight times to land a customer, mm. and I bet we reach out two to three times most of the time. With Infusionsoft, the main thing I want to do with it is set up a sales pipeline or set up a drip campaign, uh, a couple of them I'm working on, one of them being um, for sales, so sure. like obviously, you know, with the quote process and everything. Like the first thing I'll do is like the minute you enter them in Infusionsoft, it sends them an email, lets them know who's working on their quote, uh, what to expect, you know, where to call, they have any questions, yada, yada, yada. Then in like three days, it's going to send a follow-up email, basically, you know, saying, hey, we just want to follow up on your quote. And then it'll just kind of start this drip campaign. Now, for those of you that don't know, Infusionsoft is marketing automation software primarily centered around email. It's really, it's really in-depth in marketing automation based around sending complex email campaigns based on events that users trigger um, based on the actions they take or their interactions with that email campaign or possibly actions that you, they take on your website. Um, it's definitely just a, a competitor, a different version of HubSpot, uh, which I've talked about on this podcast. And basically, if you've heard me talk, I've probably mentioned HubSpot. Um, 
And it's got a lot of functionality. That was me asking Erin what she was hoping to do with Infusionsoft. Now, her first answer was she didn't know, which I, I pushed her a little harder and had to get on her a little bit. I was like, Erin, you got to know. Come on, don't disappoint me. I know you know what you want to do with this thing. And then she went on like a 15-minute spiel of a bunch of different things. So she obviously knew what she wanted to do with it. Um, and one of it was centered around you know follow-up campaigns of helping to automate the sales process. See where this all comes into play? And... The biggest thing with that is, is again, back to what we just talked about, we have to offload some of the stuff. We have to reduce the time. We have to be more efficient. We have to increase the margin of the sale. And how do we do that? By not having to manually reinvent the wheel every single time someone calls up with the exact same question we just answered 20 minutes earlier. Now, there's only so much we can do in this process, but the more of us that create this experience, the more of us that demand this as an expectation, the better we will as a whole move the industry forward and maybe fight this war against reduced commissions. Now, the experience that, you know, Aaron is describing is that, you know, this is more on the back end, right? This is after somebody has already been acquired and that you've gotten them through the proposal process or it's you know basically information has been sent to them so this is good to take a little bit off the back end but we need to think about this throughout the entire process and that is what is the most powerful thing and i really like to think about it on the front it's how do we cram in and shrink that front end of the process of helping them get to the point to where you're not going through the same thing over and over and over again and we have to do it, we have to be selective. We have to figure that out. We have to figure out what type of insurance we're going to be selling and then shrink those processes down. Because if the commission is only 15% on a you know, a $5,000 annual premium, then you know, there's not a whole lot that you can do. You can't bring in more bodies. It's not a matter of scaling that way. You have to scale the efficiency. You can't scale the manpower. So it's, it's, I mean, maybe at some point you're going to hit a critical mass, but you know, the trade-off to do that, to, to justify bringing on those people, I don't think it's ever going to balance out to where you're going to have the business to justify the hiring and you'd have to, you know, take one leap before the other and hope you're right. I think we have to be smart about what we decide to market, how we market it, how we shrink the process and how we stop paying $80 for a click that we're not going to make $80 back on. Everything I just described is actually what we're calling the customer experience business cycle. The expectation in which they have and the experience that you deliver to them during this sales process to not only attract but convert and ultimately service the business and doing it in a way that makes your agency the most effective and efficient it possibly can be. That's exactly what we're going over and what we hope you walk away from our first ever Grow Laboratory, a live meeting only available to Grow members of any kind, free or paid. Um, and it's going to be September the 8th in Chicago, for one day, one day only, we've got room for 50 agents. We're a little over halfway full. Early bird pricing is happening right now. 
So if you want to come be part of that, learn about the customer experience business cycle, how to make some of these decisions with myself, Jason Cass, Ryan Hanley, Brent Kelly, and a ton of other awesome agents who, who are you know, realizing this stuff for the first time as well too, well then just head on over to growprogram.com slash free to grab your free membership if you're not already a free member or if you are a paid member, great. Um, just become a member. That's what's going to give you access to come to the event. And then check out the uh, registration details. And we will definitely look forward to seeing you in Chicago on September the 8th.